Are you ready, Ma? I am ready, Erin. Let's go. Let's go to Toyland. Toyland? Yeah. Toyland? Fun yeah. for girls and boyland? Yeah. And once you leave, you may never go back. What? That's what the song said. What an ex- uh, To be honest, I could not understand the song. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. We'll get into that. Okay. This is a nursery rhyme town where Bo Peep lives with her mom, the old lady in the shoe who had so many children she didn't know what to do, and she likes Tom Tom, and an evil landlord tries to marry Bo because mom can't pay the mortgage. Gee, that sounds yes. questionable. We are doing March of the Wooden Soldiers. A.K.A. Laurel and Hardy in Toyland. A.K.A. Revenge is Sweet. A.K.A. Babes in Toyland. This, this, movie is, this movie is basically a rapper with all the aliases it has. So mm. many. True. Would you like me to do the particulars? I would like you to do the particulars. It was released November 30th, 1934, 85 years ago today. Oh, wow. It's 85 years old. Today. It's its birthday. Wow. Well, you knew that. That's why you picked it. I did. Happy birthday to you. That's how we roll here with Gone with the Bushes. Mm -hmm. It was directed by Gus Mines. He was the senior director of Our Gang. And that's what he's mostly known for. So Our Gang, you'll know to tie it into last week. That's where you had... um, So Our Gang was the film version, Nerd Alert. And then the shorts. Yeah, and then it was re... um, rebranded as the little rascals when the shorts ran on television so our gang is basically the little rascals and last week we had alfalfa right and we learned about his murder um you know we tie everything together here Mm -hmm. it it takes a lot of research to be able to do this. hours it's like a full-time job over here it I is with the bushes. All of the re- Shh, quiet down, research assistants. Oh, they, right. they make such a racket back there. No, oh my god. Already hard you know. at work on the next film, which we already know, but you don't. So exactly, they're back there. Work. Shh. Yeah. Audio's going on here. Huh. Good help. Am I right? Well, when we're not getting paid, they're not getting paid. So <laughs> wait. Shh. Oh, they, they don't know that. They don't know that. Don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it isn't time for their first paycheck yet. No. Okay. <clears throat> Not for this group. I, I New people come in every two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Gus Mines, that he was mostly noted for our gang. Also, his exciting night, the covered trailer. Um, okay, this is a little problematic, and it's. To the best of my limited ability, it is accusations, but 
He faced prosecution of, quote, moral charges. Mm-mm. There were sex offenses against six youths. On and this film? Not on this film. In 1940. Because he told his son, you're probably never going to see me again. And then he was found dead in his car a few days later. Oh, wow. So, allegedly from carbon monoxide poisoning. But who knows? I He was never convicted and found guilty. And I didn't have enough time to really go in and, and research it. Of Was he taken out or... Did he take himself out the game? We you know. Mm. Who, was this blackmail? What, what, what was going on? I don't know. Mm. Was German American. Just saying. <laughs> and this is the early 30s. A lot of German Americans working on this film. Yeah, it had. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Oh, Not also, that there's anything wrong with German Americans except at this time. Okay, moving on. I'm German-American. Ma, what are you saying? I'm German-American. You're more German-American than I am. Yeah. (laughs) Charles Rogers, he was mostly known for Laurel and Hardy films, like Them Thar Hills, Blackheads, Double Trouble. It was produced by Hal Roach. So he was famous for producing Laurel and Hardy and the Our Gang comedies. He was friends and started out with Harold Lloyd, who was a famous silent film comedian he's the guy (laughs) the guy this guy is classic he has the he was known for the glasses and the famous clock bit where he was on the clock oh hanging on the hands of the clock yes he's really good he's my second favorite silent film comedian i ride for buster keaton that's my guy we're gonna do buster keaton movie because that guy's fantastic. He's hilarious. So Charlie Chaplin is uh, third, fourth? He's third. Okay. I, I'm a Good Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, nerd alert, Hal Roach was one of the first producers to buy back the rights to his films. So he bought back the rights to, little ra- to the R Gang films and rebranded them as Little Rascals for TV syndication. And he also did the same with the Laurel and Hardy comedies too. And that's oh, why good. Laurel and Hardy and our gang, why people know about them now. Because right. they were on TV when you were little. They were. Okay. It is, the screenplay is by Frank Butler. He also wrote Going My Way. And he wrote that with Frank Cavett. Road to Morocco and Wake Island to name a few. And Nick Grind who wrote The Girl from Alaska, Hitler, Dead or Alive, and The Man Who Could Not Hang. It was based on Babes in Toyland, the 1903 operetta by Glenn McDonough. Operetta. He did Hmm. the lyrics. That explains a lot. For Chris and the Wonderlamp, and the first musical production of The Wizard of Oz, and he was one of the nine founding members of ASCAP. And Alice Ann Chapman, she was an American author, playwright, novelist, short stories, fairy tales, books on music. She also wrote like a screenplay, The, the Eagle's Mate. Music by Victor Herbert, The Red Mill, Eileen. He, this guy was very, extremely pro, prolific with music. Also, Glenn McDonough and Harry Jackson did the score. 
director of photography Francis Car- Corby, yeah, Corby, and Art Lloyd. And Art Lloyd did, you know, all the Laurel and Hardy art game movies. Edited by Bert Jordan and William H. Terhune. Okay. There was nothing in Wikipedia for those guys. Starring Stan Laurel as Stanny Dumb and Oliver Hardy as Ali Lee. So, the two of them, together as Laurel and Hardy, appeared in over 107 short films, features, and cameos. And Oliver Hardy, he's the skinny one. No. Wait. No, Stan Laurel, he's the skinny one because he's British. Yes. And he came over in the same boat as Charlie Chaplin. Whoa. Yes. Interesting. And the fat, the more rotund one, Oliver (laughs) Hardy, nerd alert, he's interned at the Masonic Garden in Valhalla Memorial Park in North Hollywood. That's the cemetery over in Burbank, Burbank slash North Hollywood. And I would run, when I went to the gym over there, I would run by it every day. Who knew? That's where Hardy is. Huh. Virginia Carnes played Mother Goose. She was a singer and character actress. And this was her final film role. Although she was really young, but she, you know, went off and lived life. Charlotte yeah. Henry, she was Bo Peep. She was in Alice in Wonderland. Her, don't know what that says. I Live on Danger. Felix Knight played Tom Tom. He was also in The Bohemian Girl, Pick a Star, Down to Their Last Yacht. Florence, Florence Roberts was the old lady in the shoe, a.k.a. Widow Peep. She was in What Price Hollywood, Your Uncle Dudley, Off to the Races. We have Henry Kleinbach, who went by Henry Brandon. He played Barnaby. He uh-huh. was German-American. He was also in Mr. Brown Eyes, Buck Rogers, Vera Cruz, The Searchers, and The Ten Commandments. Nerd Alert. So he was only 21 uh-huh. when they made this. They had to get a whole bunch of makeup on him and stuff because Hal Roach saw him as in a play where he played an old man and invited him to his... Uh, you know, for a meeting, Henry walks in. Henry goes, what the hell? Where's the old man? And Henry says, it's me. I'm the old man. That was just makeup. And so then Hal Roach was like, great. So then he went and hired a makeup guy from Paramount that would come and make him up and stuff. And then also, because how everything ties in together on Gone with the Bushes. Mm-hmm. He was married and had one son, and then he had a long relationship with another actor named Mark Heron. And Mark uh-huh. Heron left Henry to be Judy Garland's fourth husband. Which is and why then it five didn't months work out. later, he left Judy Garland and went back to with to Henry. Yeah. Judy didn't have the part she needed. And there you have the particulars. Well done. Well, we start out with a book of Babes in Toyland. And Mother Goose comes out of the book singing. And she has on a witch's hat. 
thought that was odd. Well, yeah, and she's and she's singing. So <clears throat> is this the operetta part? Because yeah, there's a lot. She's of singing very high, and I can't make out the words. I've noticed when people are singing very high, because my mind is like, why are you singing so high? Why don't we look, just lower this a little bit? And a lot of uh, vibrato. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but I did make out once you leave, you can never go back again. So you don't want to leave Toyland unless you want to leave Toyland. Oh. Well, Mother Goose is then singing as she's turning the pages, introducing all of the people who live in Toyland, like Little Bo Peep and Tom Tom. Uh, was that Tom Thumb? Well, no, Tom Tom is the son of the Piper. So he's the son of the Pied Piper, oh, I believe, which okay. I didn't know until all this R. Kelly stuff. The Pied Piper was a pretty creepy character, how he would play his flute and it would mesmerize all the children and they would mm -hmm. follow him. So mm -hmm. this is his son. Are you as creepy as your father is? These are my questions. Well, and then we have the lady in the shoe, and then we meet Silas Barnaby, the meanest man in town, aforementioned Henry, who was 21, and Henry said an old person couldn't have played the part because they had him running all over the place. Oh, yeah. And we meet the cat and the fiddle, and we meet a really strange, evidently it's a monkey, but the monkey is wearing like a like a mouse costume? Well, nerd alert. Please. Um, that's just not any mouse. That's Mickey Mouse. This whole thing was going to be a Disney animated motion picture, but it was going to cost too much. And so RKO held on to the rights. And then Hal Roach bought the rights from RKO. But Walt Disney was such a fan of... <clears throat> something Disney was a oh Disney was a fan of Laurel and Hardy so he was like yeah you can go ahead and use Mickey Mouse so that was just a monkey I'm sh sure against its wishes in a mouse costume but it's not a cute Mickey Mouse it's a freaky Mickey well Mouse. because it's a, a, a little monkey dressed up inside there and well, I have to share with you are we yeah because get ready to have everything ruined okay I'm no I'm just gonna say I was really glad to know it was a monkey because I thought it would might have been a little person well there are but little it, people in the movie. there are a lot of little people in it but I thought may because it was obvious. Oh, okay. So, but I was glad to hear it was a monkey and not um, a, a person who was actually that small. Well, yeah, I understand. But then also I was like, great, because I don't think that I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to look at Mickey Mouse the same way now that I know that he's based on minstrel, a minstrel act. Mm -hmm. And so then he like. Mickey Mouse being a monkey, I was like, this is very problematic to me. This is this very, is not the this is very triggering. There are other triggers that are going to be coming along. But I, but but also, <clears throat> it, like, because that's you know more cerebral and stuff. It's pretty creepy because animated mice do not move the same way as little monkeys in mask. Yeah. That you know it's 1934, I... so you. 
know that they're not super nice to this animal. Yeah. No, it yeah, that the whole the whole mouse character needed to not be in it. Also, it's creepy is the giant person, not a giant person, but a regular sized person in definitely not a Jim Henson produced cat costume. No, that was freaky. Too. It was very freaky really, cat costume. Stop and tell me what wasn't freaky in this movie. Ah, yeah. I have the perfect positive reheatable coming up, people. Hold on. You, you got to wait to get there. We see, um, okay, it, it used to be Tweedledum and Tweedledee, but this is Ollie Dumb and Stanny D, or it might be the other way around. Stanny and Dumb and Ollie D. And there's they're snoring and there's a feather that's that's going between them. You know, Laurel and Hardy antics mm-hmm. with, with really bad wigs. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the the hair game in this. The camera goes into Toyland. It's saying all the children need to go to school. Little Miss Muffet is sleeping, and that big ass spider is on her eyeball. It's gross. Uh, Tom Thumb pulls out a plum and eats it off of his uh, aforesaid thumb. There's um, a cradle in a tree. Oh, because when the bow rockaby baby. Yeah, the cradle will fall. And and we have really freaky looking three pigs. They're, so I watched the color version. It's on Amazon Prime. As did I. And I have to say, I've feel as though the black and white would have they would have played better in black and white because colorized they are freaky yeah they're grotesque yeah okay well and we see all of the children leaving the shoe and mean dude aforesaid silas barnaby um comes and he pretty much tells mom mom that um She's late on the mortgage, and uh, the way that she can get out of it is to sell Bo Peep to him. Yes, people. Yeah. Um, well, I think because Bo Peep already turned him down. And then he's... Oh, yes, yes, she did. She as, turned... Yeah. In a very polite way at first, and then it was a Me Too moment of, you know, if you were the last man on earth, or she she had a couple zingers in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wouldn't marry you. So he says to mom, hey, where is Bo Peep? What? Mom tells where Bo Peep is. Did she not see this coming? Well, because mom is like, I got a, I got a house full of children, and my shoe is going to be taken away from me. Yeah. It's the least she could do. Oh, he is so freaky. I mean, his pants. Shall we talk about his pants now or later? I didn't even. I mean, he's the richest man in town, but yet his jacket was full of holes. And he, his pants were pretty much leotards. And there were p- times when it showed his stuff. Um, oh, okay. I didn't even notice. Um. So he asks her to marry him. She says she won't. He says we shall meet again. Um, and then he goes back to mother and says, you owe me the, or- the mortgage. Well, at this point, Ollie and Stanny come from down upstairs. They are also her children. She has been bearing children for many years. And they're on their way to work. 
and um, mother tells the boys, well, you're going to have to go live somewhere else because we're going to lose the shoe. And Stanny, um, Ollie tells Stanny, go up and get my money box and I have money for you. And also I'll ask the head toy maker, you know, we're, we're tight as thieves. So he'll give me whatever money we don't have. So there was a bit with Ollie and, and Stanny. Um, <clears throat> and, and then, um, there was, oh, okay. So St Stanny borrowed the money that was in the box, but it was like a dollar 48 or something, which wasn't going to help. Well, we don't know the currency of Toyland. I mean, that could be a down payment on the other shoe. Well, Stanny needed to borrow the money because he had to buy peewees, which are a cylinder-shaped toy, say three, four inches long with pointed ends that looked really f wrong. What do you mean? It, it looked like, like a bully. Oh, I guess so. I'm just saying it was really uh, peewees, and they're named peewees? Anyway. Um, but they were really cool. They were because you'd hit the, uh, the, the sharp end with a stick. It would pop up. You'd hit it like a baseball, and then it would go out, and then it was supposed to come back to you much like a boomerang. Yeah. But I thought it was just cool that you could just hit it and then whack it. I'm like, man, the eye coordination. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. You used to just give a kid a stick. Watch him create. Right. Watch him create a crossbow that you then have to take away from them because it works too well. Okay. Okay. Well, they're going to work. Oh, but... um. Stanny hits Mean Barnabas with uh, one of the peewees. And so now he's mad. That's when I first noticed his pants. Oh. So they go into work late. And the master toy maker is quite German. And he does not tolerate anyone who is not punctual, as true Germans do. He runs a tight ship. He does. And so um, Stanny keeps asking Ollie, when are you going to ask him for the money for mom? And and Ollie keeps going, it's not a good time. He's not in a good mood. Okay. So, uh, they, uh, you know, it's antics with them. Mm -hmm. Then with, we see Bo Peep crying, and there's a song. And Tom Tom is dressed as a Robin Hood character. Nor a piper. Um, because... Oh, Bo Peep has it at this point lost her sheep. I well, that's her thing. She because uh, yeah, and with the interaction with the mean dude, um, but but why why did all the sheep go away? What did they follow, Aaron? I don't know. The black sheep. Oh, the black sheep led all of the other. I didn't know that. I don't yeah. think that you um like told me this one as a child no i didn't do all this For, okay yeah because yeah. this is me having to piece this whole thing together of like i think that 
There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. Why she lived in a shoe, she did not knew. First of all. me piecing all these nursery rhymes together. May I tell you, knowing the nursery rhymes doesn't really help. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But little Bo Peep lost her sheep because of a black sheep? Well, that's what they said. It's not in the nursery rhyme, but they said that black sheep led the other ones astray and we, the whole town is going to help you look for them, Bo Peep. Wow, that went right past me. I cannot believe it did because I wrote that down going, uh-oh. Ah, man, no. Look at this. That's how they do it. They just lull you into this. And, and then they more on that you. later. Ah. And at this point, Tom Tom wants, um, <coughs> excuse me, for Bo Peep to say that she likes him. And he puts her in a foot stockade and well, sits on yeah, it. Yeah, because in the middle of Toyland, they have, you know, the, what are the torture devices? Like they Stock, have the rack. A stockade. It's oh, a stockade. a stockade. I was just like, well, look at the torture devices at the uh-huh. town square. What, what kind of a town is it. this, Toyland? And he sits there until she says that she will kiss him. Now, in fairness, I was under the impression that this isn't, that they're, they've been an ongoing item. The way that I read this scene was less problematic in that they... They, they've been liking each other. Oh, yeah, there's always an excuse for putting a woman in bondage until she kisses you. I thought that it was just, this is just what they do. Like, yep. they've been together before, and, they, and they're just, ha-ha. I think they might have flirted a touch. Yeah, this is just their flirting. And he says, you know, you have to stay here until you tell me that you're interested in me. And she finally says, okay, and they have a kiss. And then he's announcing to the town they're going to get married. Okay. Okay. So it's problematic. It's a touch problematic. But I'm just, I'm still, I don't think it's as problematic as old Barnaby being all creepy old guy. I thought that they were, they were, this is, it was the natural progression of their relationship that now they're, what is more romantic than having your legs in a stockade and being proposed to? Um, hmm? Ted Bundy comes to mind. Yeah, a gorgeous. I'd, I'd rather be killed by a gorgeous dude than by an ugly dude. Okay, fine, Erin. Um, at this point, there's another musical number. <sighs> Operatic. And Santa goes into the toy factory and um, Ollie and Stanny go to get the wooden soldiers that Santa has ordered. The problem is Santa has ordered 601 foot soldiers, but Stanny took the order and he made 106 foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. So they're in trouble again and they get fired because the soldier, you could press a button in his back and he becomes human. Well, he just, he marches and he can march through anything marches through walls everything so he tears up the whole wood of the whole uh toy shop Mm -hmm. um and um stanny keeps saying to ollie you need to ask for for money for the mortgage at this point barnaby comes in oh 
uh, there are scene changes, so, you know, excuse me, um, that unless the mortgage is paid, they're all going to be out in the street or a Mary Bo Peep. So Ollie and Stanny come home and, um, and mom is going, you have the money, right? Really? You're, you're going to trust these two to bail you out. This is, this is at your first clue. Well, she does have so many kids that she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, there's no man around and those, there are some mighty young children, but I'm not going to, Hey, you Ma, know. she's allowed to do whatever she wants to do. You know, with her own body, she has her agency. Okay, we're back at the toy warehouse. Stan, Stanny takes Ollie in a crate to Barnaby's house. They have a plan. I did like the scene. It made now, me laugh. Ollie is in a crate, and so of course the biggest one is in the crate. And Stanny um, rings the doorbell and says, we have a Christmas present for you, but you can't open it till Christmas. Their thinking being that Barnaby's going to go to bed. Once Barnaby is in bed, Ollie comes out of the crate, lets Stanley back in the house. They steal money from Barnaby to pay the mortgage. All is no, well. they steal the deed. Oh, they're stealing the... The mortgage. Yeah, they're just going to take the deed. Oh, okay. That's okay then. <laughs> I mean, stealing. Okay. I mean, what could go wrong with this plan? Exactly. But it's more all uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy antics. And uh, the next scene is both of them in the stockade. And they are going to be exiled to... Bogey land, not boogie land, like the boogeyman. Bogey land, so all I could think of was Humphrey Bogart. Bogey land forever. <laughs> but before you are banished to bogey land, you have to be dunked into a pond. Uh, so Ollie's the first one. The rope breaks, then they get him up, and then the wood breaks, and... Uh, it's it's all just going to hell, at which point Bo Peep goes over to Barnaby and goes, I consent to be your wife if you'll let my brothers go free. Wow. So she's finally taking one for the team. That's a hell of a one to take for the team. It is, but her mom's going to be out of, her, her mom and all of her many, 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 many siblings are going to be out on the skid row of Toyland. And you know she's going to be having an affair with Tom Tom soon. And her brothers are going to be exiled to bogey land. Yeah, but they're dimwits anyway. Oh, ouch. Man, okay. you are rough. Yeah. Next scene, uh, Mr. Barnaby is ready to get married. And the mother goes, I'm going to try one more time to, to, to talk to his heart. Well, he has no heart. Well, wait a second. So this mom, she has a lot of kids. She lives in a shoe. This wasn't. This is the first time that it's that she's thinking. Oh, <clears throat> maybe I put on a little something nice. Go over to Mr. Barnaby. Say, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Barnaby. How many other times has she done this, and is that why there's so many children in that shoe? I'm just saying. Oh, 
you're saying she has been prostituting herself for the mortgage all this time. I'm not saying I'm saying she has and agency and she's time. been taking she's she has done what she has needed to do to keep a shoe over her family. Yeah. And obviously they know nothing about birth control in Toyland. No, it's illegal. They don't um the toy you saw the toy master. You think that he's gonna pay for free birth control for his employees? No. Hobby Lobby. Okay. Well, so uh, Ollie brings an an overly veiled bride to get married. <laughs> you know what? When you're looking and you explain it, you're like, "How are you? How did you not know that?" But I just thought she was really sad because she was marrying Barnaby. Really, Aaron? Yes, really. You, oh, I'm telling wow. you, I ended up getting kind. Of, I was like really watching it from. I was pretending I was in the 1930s and watching it. Hence, I. The whole black sheep thing went right over my head. Well, bless you. Okay, so uh, they get married. It's time to kiss the bride. And Ollie goes, wait, 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 wait. Before the kiss, give me the mortgage. So he turns over the mortgage. Ollie tears it up, removes the veils, and it is Stanny. Stanny <laughs> has legally married Barnaby. <clears throat> wow. Wow. What a progressive movie for the 1930s. <laughs> so Ollie just leaves Stanny because, hey, he's married now and Stanny is crying. Now Because he we doesn't have... love him. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was. Now we have Tom Tong, Tom operatically singing a song, Taking Bo Away. Because, oh, shoot, I can't keep up with it. To Spain. He's going to take her to Spain. Oh. Hmm. And Barnaby is saying, I'll show them. And he has a little rant and he says, pig? Ah, I'll steal one of the three little pigs, put the evidence in Tom Tom's house. And then he will be on trial for murdering a pig. And so he goes, and guess which house he blows over? The um, the huffing, the puff, and the straw one. Uh huh. Because the brick one he couldn't, and he and the wooden one he couldn't, but the straw one he did. He absconds with the little pig. Yes, he absconds. He absconds. And what's the word? Uh, um, it's close. We'll, we'll just. It's close. Ty goes to the runner. But it's we're going not, but it. I like abscoms. And I mean, <laughs> considering at this point. So the evidence he leaves at Tom Tom's is the fiddle of the little pig, his little sailor hat, and sausage, sausage. links. Hilarious. Many sausage links. Oh, wow. Exhibit A, exhibit B, and exhibit C. This this is an open and shut case, ladies and gentlemen. Do I even have to go over beyond a reasonable doubt? Well, the king has found Tom Tom guilty and banished him to bogey land. And Bo says, no, no, Tom Tom's been with me all day. 
Well, Stanny and Ollie are sitting at the police station where the evidence is, and Stanny Not starts even eating. The police they're outside the police station. The evidence is on the stoop of the, the stoop. police station. It's Toyland. So Stanny starts eating the uncooked sausage. And Ollie goes, let me taste that. He goes, this is not pork sausage. No, he says, this isn't pig. And he goes, what is it? He's like, it tastes like pork. Right. But Ollie goes, no, it's beef. So this is not evidence that the pig has become sausage. They go looking for said pig. And they come just in time to say he's innocent. Oh, wait. Uh, Bo Peep says to the king, he's innocent, I tell you. He's innocent. Uh, um, so they take him away to Boogie Land, Bogie Land, where there are strange-looking alligators. Uh, Ollie and Stanny arrive with little Elmer the pig. They found him in Barnaby's cellar. The king offers a reward for Barnaby at this point. Bo finds Tom Tong in Bogeyland. They have a song. Thank God it's been an hour and I can stop. Well, there you have it. POC count? None. Uh, unless you're counting some really strange characters. Yeah. Okay, nerd alerts. We've had a few. You have more? Um, it was originally produced in sepia tone, which is a method of changing color in black and white photographs. Sepia is considered a form of black and white or chroma- monochromatic photography. And but the toners, brownie. yeah, but the toners work by replacing metallic silver in the emulsion with a silver compound, like silver, silver sulfide. And then in 1991, the complete film was restored and colorized. And in 2006, it was restored and colorized again with the latest technology by Legend Films. And one of them, either Laurel or Hardy, because the sets were so beautifully created and colorful that he laments that it wasn't shot in Technicolor. But the, remember, because we went over like the Technicolor yes, we last did. week, we did. so it yes. was going to be 1934 <clears throat> Technicolor, so it was still going to need um, some to do. And you can tell at the bogey, a lot of the Bogeyland stuff, that that they really had trouble colorizing it. Yes, they compared did. to if you watch the colorized version of It's, it's a, a Wonderful, Wonderful Life, how they're able to, it just looks better. This, Which is like, coming on NBC tonight. Oh. Mm-hmm. The colorized version or black and white? I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it in the in the TV guide. Interesting. Other nerd alerts? No. Those are my only nerd alerts. Okay, we are to reheatables. Hmm. Go okay. Ahead. I'm going to go with my first negative is uh the buying of Bo. Yeah, the whole like whole Barnaby. Barnaby's whole character is um not a great reheatable. No. He's uh in very many ways it's sort of I don't know. It's one of those weird things where 
you know, they take somebody and they make them something and you've always looked at it as a certain way of like, yeah, he's the villain and he's meant to be bad because of X, Y, and Z. But then when you kind of further investigate about why is X, Y, and Z the characteristics that make somebody be a bad character, you're kind of, I don't know, find yourself getting uncomfortable. You're like, hmm, humans. Oh. My tummy hurts. You know what I mean, Ma? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Which one to go with next? Uh, Barnaby's pants I've already talked about. Uh, Putting Bo in the stockade until she kisses. Uh, The black sheep is the one that is the cause for her losing her sheep. The bad wigs. And shall we go with these songs. <laughs> my, my favorite? Not big on the whole operetta style? No. Yeah, they didn't they didn't age well. No, they didn't. Okay, in in, in our recasting, they're gonna have to do something to the song. Oh, okay. Okay, your negatives. Um, okay, Barnaby. The pig mask. Those were very crazy. Oh god, they were very scary. Alright. Hardy's specifically Hardy's wig that he has. What is it called? Like a Prince Valiant or something? He has really short short, short bangs. And then it like a bob. Yeah. It's a very, it is very funny though. So I'm like, that is a hilarious hairstyle. It is. It um, is. But then also he has a Hitler stash and it's kind of before the Hitler stash is a thing. So that, that is probably when you look up battery heatable, the picture should just be Hardy's Hitler stash. More on that in Tasty Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Okay, the racks that are in Town Square, it's Toyland, but yet we have physical punishment just in the square for everyone to behold. Yes, we do. And the crowd gathered round to watch it. Yes. Uh, um, the police evidence in town and how they just a complete disregard for chain of custody. Honestly, <laughs> chain of custody. That is like the fifth thing wrong with it. But go ahead. And and then Mickey Mouse, it was very, just a, just that's oh, Mickey was, Mouse, and it was oh, it was so it had freaky. a fr- it was very freaky. It wasn't very very freaky. Okay, my my okay. I'm gonna save it for the last one because these are my positive reheatables. Okay, so there was a lot of work for little people. Yes, I mean we didn't like see their faces or anything, but. A lot of little people were employed. Yes. Um, of course, good versus evil. Okay. Um, the Laurel and Hardy shtick, when they do their shtick, that's good. Um, oh, oh, the fact that Stanny was so good at peewees. He was really good. The fact that it was one hour and 17 minutes long. And my piece de resistance is I didn't pick it. <laughs> wow, you're you're there's a lot of 
Okay, so this isn't animosity. Going... Yes. <laughs> yeah, this Man. was not a fan. I was not a fan of this entire thing. <laughs> All right. Geez. Thank you for only making me watch it for one hour and seventeen minutes. Unbelievable. It's one of the classic Holly classic That's what I hear. Staples. I'm glad I saw I have never seen it, never heard of it. And I grew up in the fifties. Never heard of it. The Goldsteins watch it every year. Oh my god, I like the Goldsteins. That's why I was like, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I didn't I mean it's not on my must watches but i did not actively dislike it the way you did boy again wow oh no not a fan no no (laughs) go ahead tell us your positives okay i like the laurel and hardy gags and shticks i enjoyed the feather how they did that i was like that's fun I, I just enjoy the two of them. They're Laurel and Hardy. They're the greatest comedic duo probably of all time. I felt that they didn't have, there was, there was uh, not enough of them. Yeah, that's true. But, but maybe more would have been a stretch given this vehicle. Okay. The town is really super friendly and supportive of Bo Peep because she loses her sheep. It is revealed at least once a week and yes. every time she loses it the whole town comes together to sing her a song to comfort her and then they all go out looking for her sheep and bring the sheep back yeah and this she's happens pathetic. once a week she's pathetic as the oldest well she's not the oldest child i guess we don't know the, uh, okay i mean really this the mom the, oh, the old lady in the shoe who knows Where's that movie? I mean, yeah. that could be dark. That could. <laughs> um, the toy soldiers, how they just walk through walls and shit. That was pretty funny. I did like the little boy who was riding on the leg of the toy soldier. Barnaby's <laughs> Barnaby's plan for framing Tom Tom. It's, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. Got the fiddle, got the hat, he got is the sausage. He is, yeah, uh, uh, for as creepy as he is, he is entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then they have a funny, <laughs> lots of funny, like, verbal parts of the Laurel and Hardy shtick and stuff. Yes. You know? Like, the whole thing that we mentioned about the, the Trojan horsing of Barnaby, it gets messed up because he's like, all right, good night, and what's-his-face tells him good night from in there. Yeah. So it just gets blown up before they even... They can't get out... They can't stay out of their ways. Again, mom is counting on the the shoe being saved by these two. But that's what moms do. How many times have moms given the benefit of the doubt to their children that they, they know their kid's dumb? But they're look at that. It's like they act like they don't know. And you know that you've seen those moms do that. You know oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's my fault that their kids were dumb. The the kids dumb and they, yeah. they, they but yet they're going to hatch a plan and save them because yeah. because your love was strong enough to like give them brains or something. Come I'm on. I'm just glad I didn't have to deal with that shit. Dumb okay, kids. Okay, MVP. Oh. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Are you done? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes. Well, it's fine because you just said that you didn't have dumb kids, so that, that was fine. Okay. Okay. So, MVP, uh, I don't have one. My MVP is Barnaby, even though it made me question why you can visually tell that this is the bad guy. And that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially because it's like 1934 that this movie is made. And it's one of those things where it hasn't been a real great reheat when you kind of, if you were on a blackboard adding up all the things that makes Barnaby yeah. a bad guy, it's like, yeah. this is not going to age well, guys. And it's no. like not going to age well within the decade. Like it's going to go get pretty bad. But you know, yeah. that's how, but then it's interesting because that's how these things happen. It's okay. And I and so I kind of was like, ah, oh, it's okay. But yet, Barnaby, the character and the guy playing him, is fantastic because he's really good at being a bad guy. And yet he's funny and stuff. Agreed. So it's, it's that duality thing, man, where like both things can be true. The guy can be really good at playing a bad guy and a bad guy, and it can also be visual signifiers that are not very good to like groups of people what am i trying to say like you know, like normalizing uh hatred towards a certain group of people whom they they may look a certain way they may stereotypically you know act a certain way and they're the bad guy in this and then how that gets normalized to then they're the bad guy for everything. Correct. Basically what I'm saying is I felt the undertones of anti-Semitism in this movie. Yes, there's a, there's a lot on that in, uh, in uh, Google. Lots of, well, the fact that Barnaby's name is Silas Barnaby. He is the person who owns the mortgage. Yeah, he's the meanest guy. He owns the he's mortgage. He's the meanest guy. His, yeah. the way that he's made up with certain facial, he has a very large nose, wears glasses, wears all black, you know. And then you, yeah. you know, yeah. he's all about getting money, getting paid. Yeah. So it's just like, oh man, this is tough. Yeah, it, it it's a tough sell. If now uh, you could watch it and just be above all that and just watch it. I'm yeah, just, you or you could just watch it. Like I'm just I'm watching this as a kid and stuff because you're not gonna you're not gonna get all of that. You're just gonna be like, oh yeah, he was a bad guy. All of this stuff, blah blah blah. But you know, things get normalized, and that's why. Then a certain certain group of people get singled out and people and start blaming for it. It makes it kind of easier, yes, for you to, to be like, oh yeah, well, yeah, it kind of I, looks I, like I, Silas I, Barnaby and yeah, Barnaby was I'm a bad join guy. The bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, oh man, jeez. Okay, I have a cast. Oh, okay. Wait, okay, you did your MVP. I did my MVP. So, Oh, here are my cast. Yes. A list, dear listeners, I did not make a uh, a Hamilton cast this week because I didn't want any black people to have to be in this movie. Oh, I did, listeners. Well, shall we start with you? 
All right, I did two cast, and I only right. did the the I only did Laurel and Hardy and Barnaby. Oh, I did Laurel and Hardy and Bo Peep and Tom Tom and Mom and Barnaby. Oh well, look at you. All right, so my straight up cast. Excelled. Ollie. First time I saw him, I was like, man, if that don't look like Cam from Modern Family. Oh, so I'm like okay. Eric Stone Street. There you go. Yeah, and then I wondered, I wondered, because then I was like, you know, Cam and Mitchell kind of do have a Laurel and Hardy kind of thing they going do on. They do indeed. I wondered if they had ever done that on any of their Halloween episodes. Um, oh, that would be so good. But I didn't look it up, and I didn't, I just thought I would mention that. But I cast Stan as Sean Hayes, just Jack. Oh, okay, from okay. From Will and Grace. Okay. And then my, my Barnaby... I mean, this is problematic from everything that I've just said, but um, I cast Larry David, but now I'm like, that's probably really <gasps> problematic. Oh my God. But I kind of think it would be funny. I think he would be oh, funny. He would, it would be have hilarious. To be, he would, yeah, and he would be nuanced. I would, I would make it nuanced. You, you can't make him not Jewish, though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And that, then okay. you, you know, you kind of end up folding yourself back in because you're like, no, but I don't, I don't, uh, but he's like, he would just be really funny. I, I would like okay. to see him as Barnaby trying to be like the bad Barnaby and he's like Larry David. He's like, Bo Get Peep. in his own way. Yeah. Bo Peep. Oh, Bo. Okay. Well, my cast. But I didn't do my Hamilton cast. You have to wait on oh. it. Oh. And I lied, I do have one person of color in my cast. So my Ollie is Zach Galifianakis. He's pretty funny. To my Stanny, who is Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's pretty funny. My bow I picked because she never picks good vehicles. And so here's another one. Here's another one. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, wow. What a dig. I am enjoying the morning show. I will have you know. Well, I'm anxious to see it at some point. My Tom Tom to Bo's Jennifer Aniston is Paul Rudd. Yeah. Come on. You are just making a Netflix original, aren't you? I am. My mom... Wanda Sykes. <laughs> it's the girl, the woman in the shoe. She yep. would be really funny because she would, I really feel like she would really lean into being tired and, uh, and really it, regret yeah. having all these kids. Why do I have so many damn kids? All these kids in the, I have all these kids in the house and we cannot afford the mortgage. What are you doing? Yeah. And my Barnaby? Jack Black. He would be a good Barnaby. Thank you. I think it's a pretty good cast. That is a pretty good cast. How I felt about this movie. So, your Hamilton cast, please. All right. So, my Hamilton cast for Ollie, I have Lizzo. Oh, hello. Because that would be so fun. Yeah, she would be fun. And then to go with my Stan, how about a little Lizzo Tiffany Haddish? Oh, that would be so Tell fun. Tell me that Lizzo and Tiffany Haddish 
in Babes in Toyland would not be hilarious. That would be, it It would be an improvement. And my Barnaby, Steve Buscemi. <gasps> Green light it. You know, I listen back to us and every time I do, <gasps> I, it's like, I do it way too much. I do apologize. I'm going to try to do something well, else. No, it's, it's good because you don't really laugh at any of my jokes that I say <laughs> on here. So getting any sort of <gasps> reaction, I'll take it. Frequently, your jokes are um, me talking over you and I don't hear them until I listen back. <gasps> I know. And then I'm always sorry that, oh, that was a good one, Erin. I'm sorry I didn't laugh. Okay. Tasty nuggets. So we already talked about the, you know, the fly in the ointment, the anti-Jewishness. So that was, it was a documented thing. It wasn't just me being like. No, there's a whole, there's a whole strand on Google about how it's anti-Semitic. Well, and then. Because then I was like, oh, Disney, Disney let them use, and like, Disney doesn't have the greatest reputation when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I'm like, oh. And how Roach was in business for a, a time with Benito Mussolini's son. Yikes. Now, Ouch. just because he's the son doesn't mean that he shares. All oh, come his on. Father's views. <laughs> oh, come what if on, he Rudy? Was, what if he was, um, you know, he was he was the rebel and he was like, Dad, you're such a fascist. You're doing Rudy Giuliani here. How no. dare you? I am not giuliani it. No. You take that back right now, or this is you're the last Giuliani-ing This is it. the last podcast. It is gonna be gone <laughs> with the bushes. Oh my God! I am not Giuliani-ing it. <laughs> you kind of did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, but sir, but what if? It's I don't know. True. I didn't. I didn't do enough research into son of Mussolini to be like like father like son. I just read that he was in business, and so yes, that does not sound good. It sounds like you're in business with a fascist. But I also have to allow for the other side. Of well, maybe he wasn't his father's son. Maybe mm-hmm. he hated his father. Oh, I'm sure he did. But you okay. know, that's just okay. tough. I'm gonna see, see, I listeners. Mean, look, we can be on opposite sides. Look at the royal family, the British royal family, ma. They had a lot of Nazi sympathizers oh, and yeah, Jewish they did. and German ties and stuff. But well, nobody's oh, throwing it. Nobody's being like, oh, Queen Elizabeth, she's a Nazi. The House of Windsor was German. Yeah. I've she been watching just the, like the documentary on, on Netflix. Really good. I I didn't realize that Nick, Tsar Nicholas, who, you know, my obsession, and Henry V were all German. I mean, and and then Victoria's husband was German. They were all German. All of them were German. Ma, look at the the pictures of the queen and look at pictures of your mom. Oh yeah. It, you yes. can't hide it. They're it's that's German. How much they look alike. Yeah. I mean, and then look at Philip. You're gonna tell me that that's not a German face? Yeah. Come on. Or Those or a lips. Weber nose? Yeah. Come yeah. on. So look, and they 
you know, the English are very anti-Nazi. So just because doesn't mean, you know, necessarily. Well, they were anti-Nazi. I don't know where they are at this point because they have their own Trump to deal with. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody does because. Putin's doing a pretty damn good job, isn't he? Hot Mike. He just he he, he, he yeah, he's the puppet masker and master. Know, I mean, it's Oh problematic. He's he's Belichicking it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's evil genius. You're just like mm, touche. Uh, uh, the United States thought the game was done, the race was over, stopped running, and he's like, ha ha. Yeah. Jumps. Not so fast. <laughs> You okay. you all were running a sixteen hundred, and I'm doing the marathon. <laughs> and guess what? The greatest generation is dead. Welcome to the new. Okay, we're getting a little off here, so I'm gonna reel. Okay, it back boomer. In. <laughs> okay. So, did I say there were several injuries? Almost everybody got hurt in the making of this. No, it was very... It, also, this is 1934. I think that they were just... They, I don't think they had very many, if any, unions. I'm sure that there weren't... OSHA wasn't a thing. Where they're like, no. hey, workplace safety. What's yeah, going no. on, guys? No, it and was... And the poor monkey. Oh, thank God it was a monkey. Oh. Okay, the original ending... Oh. Had... Ollie, Laurel, and Hardy put Barnaby into the cannon, shoot him out, and his bits and pieces spell out the end. Oh, that was dark. Ouch. <laughs> and they said, no, a little too dark for what we're going for here. You know, <laughs> that was one of my reheatable, I forgot to put, was that in the toy place, they had all those darts and also a cannon? Yes. Who Who is Santa delivering the cannon to? Because I would want it to be my house. <laughs> well, hence the... <sighs> I, it was very funny. It took, a, it took a little while for me to go, Aaron, a cannon is not a toy for a child. Because I was like, this is cool. A cannon. Oh, my God. You could have done with a cannon. Man, so much fun. What you could do to your gingerbread house with a cannon. I'm just saying. Santa Claus, if you're listening. So Santa is not listening to that. Every year on the network CW, on Thanksgiving morning, this movie airs. Mm, see the tradition. <coughs> I'm sorry we're a few days late, but next year, mark your calendars. If you want to see this, CW, Thanksgiving morning, instead of watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and Adam's store right next door, you could watch March of the Wooden Soldiers. A.K.A. Babes in Toyland. <coughs> Take it away. Uh, so we already said Henry Brandon was 21 years old. Fantasy. Uh, oh, so that pool, that dunking pool, that was a big prank on set. And everyone was fair game, except for the guy that Henry, the guy that played Barnaby, because his makeup took so long. 
Oh, and yeah, it would melt in the water. Yeah, one of the extras. So Stan caught a lawsuit because one of the extras he pushed into the pool. One of the extras sued him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, God. How um, dare they? Also, so you mentioned that Stan fell off a platform and tore ligaments, right? In his leg? I just mentioned there were lots of injuries. Old King Cole, because he had to laugh so much, he ruptured his stomach muscles. And Ollie, when the movie finished, they had to take him to the hospital and he got his tonsils removed. And then Hal Roach got appendicitis right after it ended filming. Yeah, wow. I mean, lots, uh, lots of, lots of issues. Yep. So those were my tasty nuggets. Well, what was the name of the little sister in... Um, meet me in St. Louis. Oh, the one that was a sociopath? Yeah, rode in the ice wagon. But that's, I was at the movies yesterday and they were showing that as an event. Oh, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was before. It was sometime and they were, oh, it was last week that it was going to be meet me in St. Louis, which is being shown on the big screen. It's one of the fan. Fathom events. Huh. It made me laugh. I was like, man, look at us. Well, I was trying to look it up to see what her name is. <clears throat> Maybe it's not who I thought She's it was. She's a little sociopath. Um, it wasn't Maureen O'Hara? No, Maureen O'Hara was in, like... How Green is My Valley. Yeah. Because next week's movie has Maureen O'Hara. Third, Miracle on 34th Street? I decided to go with, with a safe bet after this. Miracle on 34th Street's a safe bet? I was going to go with with um, an obscure movie, Christmas movie, that comes up with, you know, the best classic Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. But I decided not to take a chance. Mm. After this movie, you're like, no. No, nah, I'm going with a miracle on 34th Street. <clears throat> which which miracle? The now, one with, what's her name, Natalie Wood? Yes, the 1947 one. And we have to go to iTunes for it. Because if you go to, ah, maybe Netflix, maybe Prime, I'm not sure. There is one you can watch for free, but it's a remake in the 1990s of some. Kind. Oh, so the no. one with Elizabeth Perkins and the girl from, oh, the girl from Matilda? like Matilda? Yeah, no, we're not doing that one. We're doing the, the original, 1947. I don't know if it's the original, but it's the 1947 with Maureen O'Hara and Natalie Wood. All right. And that will wrap up our holiday season because you'll be coming to the East Coast. Yep. And we will be coasting and not podcasting. Nope. It's the next week is the season finale. Season finale. And then, people, in four more episodes, we will have our 100th, 100th episode. Extravaganza. So we are already playing uh, wait if you listen you can hear our researchers typing oh i scared yeah. the bejesus out of them so they're just frozen they, 
Yeah, they've been pretty quiet, this podcast. Oh, yeah. So they um, are looking for what are we going to do. And hey, if you have ideas, please let us know what you want to hear for our 100th episode. And that brings us to an end of the March of the Wooden Soldiers. Wow. Just the animosity. Come, I'm going to remember was, this. I'm going to remember this animosity because I'm sure in 2020, there's going to be some bullshit movie that you make oh, me yeah. watch. And I'm going to remember yeah. March of the Wooden Soldiers. And I want you to come at me because our listeners want to hear us. Oh, I'm going to come at agree. you. This is, yeah. you know what? I hope that they all listen to this and they don't even dare ask me if I'm in Disney+. Plus. You heard my mother. You heard the woman who raised me. Do you think I'm a Disney Plus subscriber? F that. <laughs> so. Hmm. That was my holiday gift to you, not saying the word. F that? F that. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. That was just because you knew that people were listening. Well, there we go. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.